Okay, we're starting Mezuz Hashem Dach Peiches, Ksumas Dach Peiches, and really we're going to continue, and like I said, we have to keep in mind, so today we're going to wrap up the sugya in regards to the, when the husband can be Mashbiyah's wife. So we started with a Mishnah on Peivav, we discussed can he, um, the, where the, we had a Machlikas Tanakamara Belazar, where we can only be Mechaye Veshvua if he appoints her as a Chenvenis, or Shemina Petropis, gives her control of the bank accounts, then, so since he gave, he gave her special responsibilities, Rabbi Lezer said, even Al-Pilchav Al-Issa, right, even on her, uh, or Issa, right, even, even for the kitchen stuff, he can make her swear for anything that she would normally do as a wife, and then we had a Machlikis, um, I'm sorry, then we had a, a Mishnah that discussed what happens if the, if the husband absolves Shua. He says, I don't custom neder Shua ain't Eliyach. We had Niki neder, we brought in Abishol ben Miriam, that anytime you swear, uh, ben Amy Miriam, that anytime you swear, uh, you, you, you come to collect from the Yershim, you'd have to swear. And then we had the Seifa. Okay, now um, we're up to, okay, and then we brought in the Mishnah of the five cases where in regards to Ksuba, the five cases where we'd be mashpia, where she would swear and take. And that's what we're going to discuss right now, and then we'll wrap it up. So now, So this, the first case we discussed yesterday was that she would swear and she would swear and take her Ksuba. The first case we said was Pagemes. Okay, now the second case was and that's what we're up to. So we're going to start at the uh, two dots at the bottom of Pezayin and Beis. The Eid is Me'ida that she she uh, was made the husband, okay? So she comes to collect her ksuba. The husband says, I paid you, and I have an eid echad. Eid echad is not, she still gets her ksuba. So what does she do? She swears she takes her ksuba. And this, just like this, is going to start a little bit like we had the first case, which was savar rami bar chama lameymar shvua daraisa. Okay, and that, not again, right? Again, right? So, but it's really not again. The report explained that they were just, rami said his din in general by all these cases, and we're applying it to the second case of the mission as well, that Rami thought that when we said that the woman makes a shvua, and she would then be entitled to her ksuba, even though the husband has an eirechad, so that, the, that is a shvua da, right? So dechsev, why? Where does he get it from? The Pasuk says, lo yakum eirechad bi'ish, l'chol avon l'chol chatas. And inclusive of that, of l'chol avon l'chol chatas, would include all things, misa, malkus, carbon, mamon, and include everything where you require edim, so one aid is not going to get it done. Okay, so we say, You're right. It won't get it done. Whatever it is. Misa, Malkus, Maman, it won't get the job done. But it will at least require Shvua, which is a stumbling block. It's a deterrent. Okay, so now. So in any situation where two Eidim would be Mechaev Maman. So one aid, the presence of one aid can be Mechaev Shvua. Okay, so that was Rami. Rami's thinking, learning from a pasuk, and therefore it could be daraisa. I'm a rubbish. They chuvas bedavar. I have two problems with this. Number one, chaldu the chal nishban shibatar nishban v'lo mishalman. As we explained, that usually the shvua is to make a shvua and not pay. Okay, and v'hi nishbas I tell us here what we're saying is she swears and takes money. She collects. Okay, The other problem is that iksuba is a shibud karka. Okay, the document you can only collect on karka land and enish ban al karkas, enish ban al kfiris, shibud karkas, and therefore there should be no shvua over here. El amarava, so it must be, it's midra banan. And like we asked when we, when we discussed about pagemis, why were we requiring a shvua? You know why? Kedei lahafes daiter shabal, just to appease the baal, make him happy. Okay, meaning he's going to have to pay anyway. But at least, you know, I have this aid, he's going crazy, so okay, fine, so we'll make her make a shvua, but, but we have to pay her her ksuba. 
Okay, Amarav Papa. Now, by the way, Ipikeahu, if he's smart about it, if he goes about it in the right way, plays his cards right, he plays his cards right, he could actually figure out a way to machayev her shvua daraisa in this case of eid echad. Now, what is the case of what, what is the case of shvua daraisa? Meaning, a normal eid echad by a loan. Okay, let's say let's say a man lends a woman. We'll just keep we'll keep, we'll keep the loan. Let's say a man lends a woman money. Okay, and man lends a woman money, and um, a, a man lends a, a, a woman money, and it was done be'ed echad. And the woman says, but it was only eight echad. The woman says, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't owe you anything. So the, the man could be, that would be a situation of, right, you lend with Adim, if there were two Adim, so then she would be chayiv. One aid would be chayiv, so that would fit within the category of lakam eight echad Therefore, if you lent with eight echad, so when you come to pay back, and let's say man lent a woman money, I'm just using the case to line them up here. So if the woman said, I don't owe you anything, there's only one aid, that would be Mechaev or Shavu So that's what we're trying to get to over here. Okay, now what's the difference between Shavu Dara and Dara So it's interesting, Rashi said, as we said in yesterday's daf, that Rashi says is that, that a Shavu Dara you could be Mafech the Shavu, that if one party can't swear or is Chashed on swearing or whatever it is, then the other party would swear. Over here, Rashi says that what we're talking about a shvua daraisa is b'shem, a b'kinoi, so you use a shem Hashem, ve'oichei sefer Torah b'yadon. The first to explain it is that this is the crux of, the Rashi holds that a shvua daraisa is made like with a sefer Torah. Okay, you use, you hold something, you, 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 you have a, a chefet shal mitzvah, so sefer Torah, um, in your hand, okay? And a shvua darabonon is just what Rashi calls a klala ba'ama. So it's a big deal, right? You can now be mechaiv her a shvua daraisa, which is much more of a deterrent. Right? In other words, if I really, she's making a shvua saying that you never paid me. That's what he's mechaiv her. Now, shvua daraisa, that's serious business, okay, because it's just going to be nukkid sefer terech, hevet shal mitzvah, biyada. There is a, a whole slew of, uh, of Rishonim over here that don't necessarily agree. Uh, Taisa says that uh, by shvua darabanan, you do. He brings down a, a Gemara elsewhere that you do. You are nukkid hevet as well. And therefore, he says that the different, the only naf is that you can't be mafech the shvua. It's one answer, or in a situation where chashuda ala shvua, since she can't swear, if it's daraisa, meaning if it's a shvua darabanon, then even if she's chashuda, for whatever reason she can't swear, then she still gets to get her money. The presence of Eid But if it's a shvua daraisa, if she can't swear, then we actually wouldn't pay. And, um, and there's a couple other shitas. So in, what's interesting is the Ravid says that this is an addition. This is not instead of a shvua darabanon. In addition to the shvua darabanon, you can also get her to make a shvua daraisa. So it's, in a whole, it's a whole additional thing, and that's the, and really there's no nafkim, he also, there's no nafkim in the etzim in the shvua, but it's the ability to make, to have her make an extra shvua, okay, and, um, okay, and there's other, other pshatim given. Okay, but either way, so again, how is he going to get her to make a shvua daraisa? So I kind of clued you in already, meaning that he's going to make the first payment like it was a loan, make the first payment of her ksuba that he claimed to have given her like it was a loan, Okay, and then he can be mechayev. Oh, I loaned you money with one aid, and that would be mechayev shvua daraisa. So how does he do that? So first, the gemara is going to go through a failed attempt. Okay, so what you should do is so again, he's saying I paid ksuba, I paid the ksuba one time with one aid. So what you do is you pay the ksuba again, which he's going to essentially have to. According to him, he is going to have to pay twice anyway. There's no way around that. The only question is, can I be mechayev shvua daraisa? So he says, okay. So yav ksuba chad sada. So what you do is you take another aid echad and pay your ksuba again. Now you put the two Adim together and you say, you have two Adim that came together that says she has, so which Gemara says, 
And then you make the first one a milda. Because I now have two Adim. That, the two Adim will come to be Mechaev to show I have one Adim on Aksuba, one Adim on So I have two Adim on Aksuba. And then I, what was the first one for? That must have been a loan. To which the Gemara says, well, Maskevala Rashisha Braid Rabbi, that makes no sense. How could you, you're paying the Aksuba twice with eight Echad. You know what's going to happen? You're going to have to pay the third time. Right? That's what's going to happen because Eid Echad doesn't get it done. So what is this Eitzah? Ela, Amar Rav Shisha, Bredi Rav Idi, Yoyev Lak Subasa Ba'ape Sada Kama Visada Basra. Okay, what we mean is when you pay the Ksuba the second time, you call over the first aid. The, we call over the first aid. Okay, and you say, you come, you come be an aid. Watch, I'm going to pay again. Okay, Visada Basra. Umukum Lalahanach Kamai Ba'alva. And then what you do is, you go ahead and you say, okay, well, I paid the Ksuba, that's clear within two. And the, the uh, first, right, so that's clear because I had my original eight plus a new eight and I paid a ksuba a second time. Now, what about my first ksuba? So then me and the eight are going to come and say that was me lending her money. To which the Gemara says, What do you mean? There were two ksubas. There were two shtaras. Whatever the star was, right, that the reason, you know why you paid me? Not because you owe me money, because you owed me money for something else. One was a ksuba. One was, we say, shtay ksubas, but Rashi says shtaras. The point is a ksuba plus some other star. That's why you paid me the money. So what Raya? So the Gemara says, um, uh, okay, well actually, well, let's, just, let's just keep it as, as Ksubas. Let's keep it as real Ksubas. And I'll make the, uh, okay, so uh, base Ksubas haba. Maybe Shultaina that there, I, had two, I had two Ksubas and he paid me twice for two Ksubas and that's why. Once with two eight, then once with one eight. So Ella, Ravashi, Ella, Ella, Amar Ravashi, who demayda lehu. So he lets the Adem know. And basically Rashi says at the end that Two, eight, two ksubas is not shchiach. And the underpinning, the way Rashi explains this at the end, is that two ksubas is not shchiach, and we're not going to basically believe her to, to uh, Taina that there were two ksubas, and that's what it was paid for. He's telling the Adim exactly what happened. I paid with one. You know I paid her, right? You watched me pay her, one aid, but uh, uh, what am I supposed to do? Because eight echad isn't, isn't going to be enough. I'm going to have to pay again. So they basically, they work out this thing, and even if she comes back with two ksubas, Rashi here says that we're not going to believe her Taina of two ksubas. The other Mepharshim, uh, Shituk Mepharshim brings a Rashi Midurakama that says that the whole thing, you know why we're not going to believe it? Not because two ksubas aren't shchiach, but because she, what was her, her whole taina was, you never paid me a ksuba at all. Now she's basically saying there were two ksubas? It's funny. So um, either way, this is the Eitza. Essentially what you did was you paid her the second ksuba with two edim, and then you turn the first one with that eight echad, you let, the, you, you let the eight echad know that essentially it turned into a loan. That's what it really turned into. So he just tainas, I, I loaned her money. And the edim, right, the husband makes a taina. The edim are saying that, yeah, we watched him pay money. And it wasn't a ksuba because we also watched the ksuba being paid. That was with two edim. So LMI, the eight echad is basically saying he loaned money. Is, is there a reason, is it better, why don't, is this dafka that the first aid comes to be an aid on the, one of the two aidim of the Purim Ksuba the second time, as opposed to two other aidim completely? So you, you want to know why, why would we have the... Um, the first aid there, just get two other aidim, pay this one with two aidim, and then bring that guy and tell him that... that uh, bring that as a whole book. Yeah. Um, what are we doing this way? Rashi's, and, and Rashi says, you're right. But it's an but it's an eight sataiva, so that the if the eight echad he might be squirmish if he thought that he was paying on a ksuba he might be squirmish to come ahead and go ahead and, and be complicit in in the husband tining tining that it's a loan but if he knows that really the, the husband got messed over because he was there the first time he's the eight echad so then he'll go along with this and be made eight echad is uh, make it do shavod on the loan correct so again if 
if, let's say, we're going to regular, and essentially what we turn this into retroactively is a regular situation where, let's say, I lend somebody money with an eight echad, and the person, I come to be tevea the money that I lend. I lend you money, eight echad, and you say, sorry, you, don't, you, you never lend me any money. I could be mechaid Yoshua, midal raisa, because lo yakam eight echad bi'ish, chalam anachol inclusive of that, meaning if I, if I would have lent you with two eidim, then you'd have no choice but to pay. There's nothing to talk about. But if, you let, if I lend you with one eid, now I, I can at least... Okay, Menachasim Mishubadim. So that's the next case in the Mishnah where you'd only pay with one Echad. That's from Menachasim Mishubadim. Meaning, again, what's that case? Meaning the woman has a Ksuva, okay? The husband, let's say, dies, okay? She, the, she is, the husband, let's say, passes away. And we are Mechaev, um, so, so the, the estate had no land left, but she's entitled to get from land. So what does she do? She goes to anybody that the husband might have sold land to, Throughout the marriage, and she's tevei that. So when she's when she does that, you have to do that with the shvuah. Tanan hasam vechein. So this is interesting, right? A mishnah and vechein hayusaimim lo yifru ela b'shvuah. Also, now yusaimim should not collect with a shvuah. Okay, meaning nishba v'noito. So the question is, who are these yusaimim that are coming to collect? So normally we think when we say right, notes a standard. When I come to when I come to get from Yisayim, to take from Yisayim, so then I have to pay with the Shavua. Here we're saying, V'chein Yisayim, Shabbat Nivra. They come to collect, okay, that the Yisayim come to take from somebody else, also need a Shavua. Ela B'Shavua. So the question is, Miman, who, who are the Yisayim coming to collect from? Meaning that their father had lent somebody else money. So now the Yisayim are coming to collect the money. It's from the regular loiva, and we're saying that the Yisayim, when they come to collect, not just if you come to collect from Yisayim, but if the Yisayim come to collect from others, they need a shvua. Well, what do you mean? Even hashta avian let's Let's assume the father was still alive. The father, you owe me money, right? I go to collect. Now, if the father could collect without a shvua, so for sure Yisayim, who were more mekelon, should be able to collect without a shvua. They shouldn't need a shvua to take the money back. So we have to say So not just when somebody comes to collect from Yisayimim, a regular person, but even Yisayimim from Yisayimim also need a Shvua. Okay? So I'm Yehuda. By the way, this that we're saying that the Yisayimim, that the Yisayimim um, of the Malve can only collect from the Yisayimim of the Loive with a Shvua, that's if the the loyva, right, the borrowers Yisaimim come and say that our father said Lavisi Uparati. So then you know what? We said now what we're coming to say is that the Yisaimim of the Malve can only be Taiveya, the Yisaimim of the Loiva, if the if the Yisaimim of the Loiva, right, the only time you can do that is if they say, we agree that there was some sort of loan. However, however, if the assignment of the Leiva say, we, we, there's no loan, our father told us we, he didn't owe anybody any money, so then he does not have a shvua at all. To which the Gemara says, Maskif la Rava ad Rava. You know what the worst, especially if there's a document, you know what the worst time is? The loan never happened. Then we, right? then we know you're lying. Right? I mean, obviously, you can't, we're not going to believe you. How can we believe that? There's a loan document. Now, if you say parati, okay, maybe, maybe it was settled out and the loan document now, you know, is, is old news. So, if you say the loan never happened, it's like you basically tied it, I never paid it. Because you can't argue on a doc, loan document. So, there's a loan document, okay? So, what, what, it doesn't make any sense. You said that when the, 
when the Yisayim of the Malva come to collect from the Yisayim of the Laiva. That the only time we're going to pay is the only time we can make them pay with a shvua. Then the only time we can pay is, is if the Yisayim of the Laiva say, our father said he paid it back. But if they said that the father, there was no such loan, you said that. They, can't, they don't have to pay back at all. What are you talking about? Of course they have to pay back. That's a much worse taina. So, you have to just learn this memra differently. That when the Yusayim of the Malva come to collect money from the Yusayim of the Loiva, that's only if they say However, if the Yusayim of the Loiva, we're, go, we're not going to the other extreme. It's either way, if they say Lavisi Uparati, we're going to require a shvua. But if they say loan never happened, then we will collect Nefram Shaloi B'Shvua. Then we'll even collect from the Yisayim of the Leiva without a shvua. We won't even require a shvua, even though you're collecting from Yisayim. Why? Okay, because again, you're flying in the face of a star. We know the loan happened. That's not up for debate. The only thing we don't know, the only thing we can't, we can't be 100% certain of is if the father told the children that he paid the loan back. Again, we have a, we have a loan document. It should have been dealt with. Okay, but maybe, maybe, uh, maybe there was a, 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 a um, shaver written or whatever the situation were, was, and therefore we can't ascertain that it wasn't payback. So we're not talking about the same of the Malva at all anymore? Because what's the difference then between the same and the Malva and anybody else? They have to make a short sure takeaway from it. Yusayim. We're saying, and, and the Kiddush the Kiddush was, or the first part was that even though they are Yusayimim, no, I understand when someone comes to collect from Yusayimim, right. so but even though it's Yusayimim coming from Yusayimim, so maybe we'll put it on even playing field and say play by the, all, all the all the ordinary rules. Okay, fine. Amar Rav Acha Sarav Okay, so now let's move on to the. Um, last case of the Mishnah, right? These are all the cases where we're going to have a shvua. So the last one is, Vinafras, the woman, let's say the husband and wife get divorced, and the, before the wife gets her ksuba, the husband skips town, so she comes to the estate saying, I want to get paid my ksuba. So Vinafras, shall be fun of the tifra elo b'shvua, amarav achasar habirah, maizabal of nerab yitzchak ba'antiyoycha, the Amar, okay, this maisa happened, right, with the woman that skipped town, the Amar loishanu, that we're going to that, that even though the husband's not there, right, we're going to, Bezin's going to go to his property to pay the ksuva, el l'ksuvas isha mishum china. Okay, that's because when we had this idea, when we discussed these ideas, right, when it comes to um, a, a woman getting married, it's mishum china, ksuvas isha mishum china, we want to make sure that she knows, right, we want women, we, want, we don't want women to get messed over on their ksuva because they're not, not going to get married, it's going to create a shidduch crisis, okay, so, el mishum china, aval bal chayv loy, we're not going to go the guy's out of town. We're not going to go to his nechassim to collect the money. The Rava Amar, so that's one shita. Okay, the Rava Amar of Nachman, meaning, and for a Baal Chayv, we don't know. Again, maybe there's a receipt somewhere. Maybe there really was pay. So we're not going to go ahead and, and do that. The Rava Amar of Nachman, afilu Baal Chayv, that even for a Baal Chayv, he argues, it's not just for a woman, but even for a Baal Chayv, we have, again, right, uh, so he says, even for a Baal Chayv, we, what we don't want to happen is the, we don't want the uh, borrower to take his money and then skip town, okay? And he'll just go, he'll go hang out, right? He'll go hang out in, in, in who knows where, 
okay? And he'll go to Thailand, and it's, it's not to be found anymore, and he owes the money, so we do, and people aren't going to lend money. We want to make sure there's free flow of capital, people are lending money. Okay, now let's finish up the... Mishnah, so the Mishnah said, Reb Shimon Oimer, Kolzman, again, we're going on all these cases where, or one of these cases, some of these cases, where we're talking about all these Mishnahites, we're talking about the husband causing his wife to make a shvua or not based on the situation, based on what he writes, the exception. So Reb Shimon at the end comes, Reb Shimon, the last part, Reb Shimon Oimer, Kolzman she'i taivask subasa, when she's taivah her ksuba, ha'yershin mashbiyan oisa, vim eina taivask subasa, and if she doesn't, then eina yershin mashbiyan oisa. So what is Reb Shimon, the Gemara wants to understand, what is Reb Shimon going on? What is Reb Shimon she'i What is he going on? Which case? Reb Shimon ahaya. Okay, basically, we don't really understand what Reb Shimon's talking about. So I'm a, we're going to have uh, four or five ways of, of explaining this. So I'm gonna, let's, let's, and basically we're going to start, the most logical one is going to be, Rav Shimon would be on the closest thing that we can find an argument to where we listed Rav Shimon. So let's stay within that Mishnah, right? Let's stay within that Mishnah on Pezayin, where it was quoted, Rav Shimon Ahaya, Amr Rav Yermia, Aha, Vinifra Shaloi Bifanov. So let's go back to the immediate, what was the last case we had? That a woman that gets divorced and her husband skips down, she's Odaksuba, Okay, so and what is this? So what is Rav Shimon saying? The Tanakama would hold. So again, all we said was the woman comes forward. The woman comes forward. The husband had skipped town. Okay, so then, <laughs> so we're thinking that the Tanakama holds. And then Rav Shimon's arguing, no, only the only time we're going to collect money is for the ksuba. And that would be the machlekes. Which machlekes is it? And this would be a machlekes between Chanan and the Kanan. The husband goes to Medina Sayam. And the wife wants Mizoinais, okay, out of town. And so Chanan says that if if she's coming to Besaif, sounds like Ksuba. At the end of the marriage, the thing that finalizes the marriage, she'll have to get her Ksuba, she'll have to swear. But not Betchila, meaning that sounds like to get Mizainis. Whether it's from Mizainis or Ksuba. So now Rav Shimon Kechanan. Again, Rav Shimon said, we're only going to make her swear to get the Right, we're not going to make her swear. The Shimon holds we're not going to make her swear to get the Mizanis. The Tanakama holds we'll make her swear to get both. Okay, and therefore, um, <clears throat> and that would be the Machlekes. The problem is that Maskif La Rav Sheshes Hai Yershin Mashbiyin. I say, what did Rav Shimon say? Get over here, Rav Shimon. Well, the case of Balam where the, the wife wants Mizainis, the husband's alive. So what are you talking about? How can we be talking about Mizainis? How can we be talking about that case of where the husband skipped town? And that the, the Tanakhama is talking about Mizainis. There's no Yarshim in the picture. There's no, there's no Yerusha. The husband's still alive. So Bezdin goes to his property. So that can't be the case. So let's back it up. Ella, Let's attempt number two. Aha. So let's go back to the previous Mishnah, right? We had the safe of the previous Mishnah. Okay, 
So she puts her husband, the husband is now buried. She goes back home, or she goes back to her husband's house. But either way, she goes back home. That if she was not made an apotropis, meaning a trustee for the estate of the Yarshim, for the Yusayimim, right, to, to care for them. So then, Okay, so the Tanakama holds that if she, we go ahead and we say, you know what, she's the mother anyways, so they were a bunch of little orphans. Yes, they inherited their father's estate, but someone needs to, someone needs to sell stuff, to raise money, to feed them. So we'll have her be the apotropist. So we give her control of the trustee. We give her control of the accounts. Okay, so we can only be mashbia her on what happened now. Okay, now, what's moving forward, but not what happened before. Okay, why? Because we're talking about a case where the husband told her, you don't, you don't have to make shvu at all. But also, Rav Shimon Lameimar, Kolzman Shetayvask Subasa Yarshin Mashbiyah Naisa, Eina Tayvask Subasa Eina Yarshin Mashbiyah And Rav Shimon's coming to argue. Tanakama holds that what? Tanakama holds that the, that the Yarshim, uh, that she would not have to, the, as an apotropist, she would not have to uh, make a shvuah. And Rav Shimon's saying, Sorry, you would have to. Sorry, uh, the Tanakhama would hold that if she's an if she's an apotropist for the Yarshim, she's a trustee. She would have to make a shvuah. And Rav Shimon says, no, she does not have to make a shvuah on the regular stuff. It's only if she comes to get her ksuba. That's the only thing she has to swear for. But on any money she put out, she sold stuff. She she uh, you know she transacted for the estate on behalf of the Yisaimim. She would not have to make a shvuah. Okay, the Kamifli we put the Abashol and that would be a machlekes Abashol and the Rabbana. Now. What's going on over here? Now, we're, we have to be very specific. What happened was the father, the father, different Abishal than the one we had before, but we're going to have that one again. Um, the father appointed her to be the apotropist. Now, if we think about this logically, if we're going to be mashbia, who would want, and Rashi kind of works this out, who, who would want to become an apotropist? This is a thankless, you don't even paid for it. Right? You're being a trustee. Who wants to be the trustee on an estate? You know what? I'm the trustee on my grandparents' estate. You know why? Because they asked me to, and I have, I have a car stuck to my grandparents. But if it was a random person coming over to me, I'm not doing it. That's, that's, that's a lot of work for nothing, right? So really, so there's two conflicting spars. Who could appoint an apotropist? Either the father, right, like in a will, or Besden in a situation where there is no will, we have to deal with the assignment, Besden could do it. Now, there's two competing spars in the Machlikas Tanayim, which we're going to begin right now. That on the one hand, when Bezdin does it, there's a certain amount of chashivas. You're like an official apotropist, right? So that's something. So maybe a person would be willing to get a shua for that. That's one way of looking at it. Or if Bezdin's doing it, I'm being appointed by the court, I'm not interested. I'm not, gonna, I'm not swearing. If I have to swear, I'm not doing it. Okay, but if the father asked me, the only reason I would have done it in the first place is because I must have owed him a favor. I have some sort of akaras hatayv. We're good buddies. Or, you know, he'll do it for me, I'll do it for him, whatever it was. But the point is, there's a reason to do it. So the fact that I would have to swear is not going to be a deterrent. So those are the two competing svaras. Is it better if the father does it? If the father appoints the apotropis? Meaning, and if it's better, then in one of the two, we could require a shvua. So then, in, yeah, when the father appoints it, then I can require a shvua because the fact that he has to swear won't be a deterrent. Or maybe on the other side, tzad, the way to look at it in Machlegas is that if Bezdin appoints it, so it's like an official capacity, I get to feel good. I get to wear my badge, my apotropis badge. Okay, so I'm willing to, because I get prestige, I'm willing to swear for that. So those are the two svaras over here. And this is what's going on. That we're talking about again over here, that the case is the father appointed her as an Apotropis. <clears throat> and what's the The father appointed her as an apotropis. Yeshava. Okay, so 
<coughs> she, uh, the Apachapas would have to swear. Minu Bezdin, lo Yeshava. Okay, so that's the Tanakama, that if Bezdin appoints, doesn't have to, if the father appoints, she would have to. Abashal, Omer Chilaf Hadvar, Minu Bezdin, Yeshava, Minu Avisaimim, lo Yeshava. Okay, and like we explained, that there's two different ways go either way. Well, only one of them, they each have a, a star over here. So now, Rav Shimon Ka'abashol. Rav Shimon holds like Abashol that if the father, if the father appoints as an apotropus, you don't. Again, so the Tanakhama said, Minu apotropus ala asid lavai. So the father appointed the apotropus. She, she is handling the Mazoinus la asid lavai. The Tanakhama holds like, the Tanakhama holds like the Rabbanon of Abashol. That when the apatrapa shemino have you said yeshava that she can't swear okay so they can make her swear okay but and 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 Rav Shimon argues saying that no she can only she'll only swear for her shvua she won't swear for mezainus so minu bezdin yeshava minu avi yisemim lo yeshava Rav Shimon kabeshov rabbanon karabbanon okay so it lines up so the problem is okay that and that theoretically could work right what did he say. Rav Shimon said, So why? Because he holds like, Rav Shimon holds like the, uh, like, uh, like Shittas Abishol. Okay, that when the father appoints um, <coughs> an apotropist, you don't swear. Maskifla Baya. Hi, Kolzman Shittavask Subasa. Why does it say a Lushan of Kolzman Tevask Subasa? Im Tevask Subasa mi Bayale. Right, meaning it sounds when she says Kolzman Shetayvask Subasa, it sounds like Rav Shimon is coming to be Machmer. That's what it means. Kolzman Shetayvask Subasa. Then we're going to so it sounds like the, the Tanakhama would hold you're never Chayev Ashvua, and he would be saying Kolzman Shetayvask Subasa. Then I'm going to be Chayev Ashvua. Otherwise, she would have said Im Im. No, I if, if the Tanakhama was really saying. If the Tanakama was really saying that um, you're going to be Mechaev uh, Ashwan and Reb Shimon is coming to be Mekel, he would have just said, Im. The only time you're Chayev is Im you're coming. Okay, so it's a Lushan. That's what Rashi says. Avo Kozman Mashma, Deshamel Tanakama, Depotor Lamishvua, Afilu Tevask Subasa, Ba'omer Le'ihu, and Reb Shimon's coming to be Machmer. Now, here it's the opposite, right? The way we just explained it was the Tanakama holds that for Mazoinus as an Apatropis, we could be Mechaev Ashwan. Reb Shimon says, we are going to be Chayv Ashur. So Rav Shimon is the Lushan of Kolzman. Kolzman, as is listed in the Mishnah, would make us think that Rav Shimon is being Machmer. And here, Rav Shimon is clearly, according to the way you explained it, being Mekel. Okay, so that can't be the explanation. Attempt number three. Ella Amarabaya. Okay, aha. So we're going on. Let's back it up. What's the case before? Well, the ratio of that Mishnah. Okay, so the Tanakama held if we have the all inclusive. I, any, my Yarshim, anybody that comes beschus me can't make you, your Yarshim, or anybody that gets the field from you, swear. So what do we hold? Can't swear at all. The also Rav Shimon Lameymar. Okay, so it sounds like, again, now, what do we want? Rav Shimon was coming to be Machmer. So the Tanakama holds, we can never make her swear, period, end of story, there's nothing to talk about. The also Rav Shimon Lameymar, Kol Zman, Shetesvaz, Ksuba, Yorshim Mashbin, I saw. Now it's Rav Shimon Lachomra, Kol Zman, that she wants her Ksuba. I understand that the husband said, I, nor anybody that comes from me can make you nor anybody from you swear. Still, Rav Shimon comes to be Machmer saying, 
for Ksuba, yeah, I could be required a Shvua. What? What Machlekes is that? This one we know. Right? We had a Machlekes of Abishol in, in yesterday's daf, right? Where we said, no matter what Lashon you said, no matter what you said, whatever you said, it doesn't matter. Either way, Theoretically, she should be free of making a shvua, but the problem is anytime you come to collect from Yarshim. So now Rib Shimon works very nicely. What did Rib Shimon say in the Seifa? Yeah, I understand that the husband issued a complete waiver on any shvuas. For any for him, for anybody, to anybody on her side, but still, sorry, what are you gonna do? When you come to collect from Yarshim, for the Ksuba, you have to you have to take a shvua. And that's what Rib Shimon was coming to say. Except there's one problem, right? Rib Shimon Kaaba, Shob Rabban Krabanan, Maskifla Rav Papa, right? And answer number, this was answer number three, so I guess it was four total answers. It, we're not going to do away with answer number three, but we do have a problem. Because I understand when we said, Kolzmanshi Tevask Subasa, so now we made, we made Rav Shimon coming to argue on the Tanakaba. But then the question is, what's the point of the Seifa of Rav Shimon? Rav Shimon, Kolzmanshi Tevask Subasa Yerushim Ashpina. So it makes a lot of sense. The Tanakaba said, never a Shvua, because he issued a complete waiver. And Rav Shimon saying, for Ksuba, yes. They could have ended right there. Why did he have to say, Nobody argues on that. The Tanakama holds, if we're talking about this case, nobody would argue on that. So, Good, the ratio makes a lot of sense. But, What's the Seifa? Who's, who's he coming to argue on? That you're not Mashbia for, if you're talking about a case where there was a complete waiver on Shvuas, so then the Tanakama would also agree you're not going to be Mashbia for Mazayna. So who's he coming to argue with? So Ella, and by the way, they, they, and the Ritva says it's, no, it's not really an Ella, because the answer we had before takes care of the ratio. That's coming, Rav Shimon's actually arguing on two cases, is the way we're figuring it out. That he's arguing on the case we had before, meaning the ratio of the Mishnah, but also, he's also arguing on the first Mishnah. Not just in a case where there was a complete waiver, but the first Mishnah where we had a machlekes between the Tanakama and Rebbe Lazar. So it sounded like, according to everybody, if he was Minas and Apatropis, he could be Mashbiahur. Okay? Meaning that he gave her special duties, bank accounts. And Rebbe Lazar said, I'll pilchaval ista. Okay? That even for regular stuff comes along, comes along. Um, comes along with Shimon, and he's arguing even on that case. He says, only for Ksuba could the Yarshim Mashbi and I saw. Okay, however, however, if if he's coming even on an apotropis, where he never issued, meaning he never issued a waiver. So there's two different cases. Rav Shimon's coming to argue on both cases. Number one, if there was a complete waiver where the Chachamim hold that she never has to swear for anything, or Shimon says for Ksuba, she has to swear. And number two, even if there was no waiver, the Tanakama, Belazah said you can make her swear for anything. The Tanakama said, meaning, right, even for regular household stuff, you can make her swear. The Tanakama held, you could only make her swear if you gave her special duties, Apitrapia. And Shimon's coming to say, no, 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 to the, to the Yusayimim, if, if the husband is already gone, you can never make her swear, even if the husband had originally appointed her as an apotropist, even if he never said he wasn't going to make her swear, to the Yarshim, the only shvua that she could make is for collecting of the ksuba, and that's what he's coming to argue on. So he's coming to argue the safer, but Shimon's arguing, like I said, on both. On, he's arguing on the, um, on two Mishnayas. Okay, the first part of what Shimon's saying is arguing on the Mishnah, on the bottom of Pei the base, the last Mishnah, and 
And the safe over at Rishimin is arguing on the Tanakama of the earlier Mishnah on Pei